joined on Football CFB by Adrian Bevington. We've spoken before about Adrian's career. We've spoken about Project Restart in England. But yesterday, Adrian, there was a few tweets you put out that were linked to Scottish football. Um, I've had many people saying to me already that they were impressed with some of those ideas and they want to know more about them. That's why I've reached out to you to, to speak to you about, uh, about them. First of all, Adrian, um, for, those, for those who maybe missed the first podcast we did together, just describe your passion for Scottish football because I, I was shocked when we were interviewed because you, you've got a lot of knowledge of it as well. Well, I love football first and foremost. And yeah, I've worked most of my life in English football. But, you know, whether it be um, German football, which I've, I've attended for years, I've followed the Spanish game, the Dutch game, the Italian game, but I've always followed the Scottish game closely as well. And particularly over more recent seasons, I would say, because I've watched a lot of it on TV, um, as well as going to certain games up there. So, you know, first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a, a massive football fan. Football's been uh, my, my life as a child and certainly uh, most of my working life as a professional. So I, I am passionate about the game and passionate about um, trying to be, you know, to see things move forward in a positive direction, which, you know, isn't always easy. And I accept that. So none of what I have said, um, be it via uh, Twitter or in any other mediums over recent days and weeks, is in any way a criticism of any of any one individual or organisation. Absolutely. And, and to be honest with you, the tweets you put out, to me, didn't seem as if they were a criticism. They just seemed as if they were an opportunity to share ideas. And you, you talked about there are now opportunities abound for creative mindsets. And the SPFL, like other leagues are, are, are doing, should try and be innovative and as innovative as possible. Um, in terms of embracing ideas from other sports, looking at what other leagues are doing, what do you think the SPFL should be considering at the moment? Well, first of all, look, I'm, I, it's important I stress I'm not privy to what conversations are already going on. And I'm sure that there are already a, a lot of uh, meetings and discussions taking place about how they move forward and new ideas that they can introduce and implement. But it's clear to me, you know, you look at particularly North American sports who've been, you know, innovators for many years, whether it be the NBA or the NFL in particular. Um, but I, I just think that we're going to have stadiums potentially um, without crowds or certainly <clears throat> not at full capacity for um, a period of time. And during that, during this moment as well, we've got significant financial challenges that uh, clubs and organisations are faced with. So if ever there was a need for a greater form of engagement, now is the time. If ever there was a need for, um, you know, embracing what I believe is a genuine opportunity, I, I mean that. I think there's a lot of financial hardship in play at the moment and those economic challenges are going to be very, very difficult for so many clubs and organisations. But meanwhile, it's also an opportunity within those difficult times to look at how can we do things differently I think you've got a brand in Scottish football where you 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 have clubs of great history and I'm you know obviously everybody outside of Scotland immediately thinks of Rangers and Celtic but I think you look at Hibernian, Hearts, the Dundee clubs, um, Aberdeen you know 
they, they're clubs that have all done very well in, in European football at different points in time. And there are other clubs with, with really good histories beyond that as well. Um, the fans in Scotland, they generate massive passion. It's something that's very noticeable whenever you go to a game in Scotland, that you know, the, the, the fans absolutely live and breathe their football. You can see that, by the way, it's, it's covered in the media. You've got the, um, the, the recent development of what seems to be a new surge of young emerging players coming out of Scotland again, which, you know, when I was growing up, Scot Scottish football produced an absolute endless line of incredibly talented players, whether it be, you know, Dalgleish, Jordan, Souness, Archie Gemmell, John Robertson that spring to mind at the top of my head, uh, then on to Archibald and Brazil and the likes. It's great now that you're seeing some of the younger players coming through who are then, you know, getting transfers um, into the English Premier League, um, but also playing their part within their clubs up in Scotland as well. So I think there's a lot going for it. And I think it's important that people really talk it up and try and build an identity around Scottish football where people look at what is taking place, what innovation is being embraced, what Scottish football does differently to everybody else, and how, you know, how that can be respected and admired um, outside of the United Kingdom, um, but also around Europe and the rest of the world and in other sports. Absolutely. And in terms of what you've just said there, you've, you've really just made a real personal opinion of mine come straight to mind. One of the things that can frustrate me about Scottish football, obviously being based in Scotland, living and breathing it myself for my, for my whole life, is we have a tendency to always go back into negative trains of thought. It seems at times as if that's our default. You'll get something that is positive that's announced and then automatically we'll go into a sort of default mechanism of, right, oh, we need to find something negative now. It's been a while. In terms of selling our game, as you've just said, we need to sell it in a positive way because if you go and approach broadcasters all around the world and say there's... 10 positives, but five negatives, they probably won't be interested. We need to talk up the good side of our game. And something else that you have said that, again, I think the SPFL is crying out for at this time, is that one person does not have all the answers. You should be drawing on every area of expertise and ensure that younger people are also fully involved in the ideas process to drive innovation. That's not you criticising the SPFL, I'm sure. I'm sure you would say that about lots of leagues. Do you think, especially in these testing times, a sort of working group pulling together expertise from different fields is the way forward, not only for the SPFL, but for other leagues looking to expand around the world? Yeah, look, any organisation that I, was in, I would be involved in now, I would be doing exactly that because innovation comes from so many different areas. You know, you walk into... Um, the offices of, say, a company like Facebook, which I've had the, you know, the privilege of doing so. And trust me, the majority of people in Facebook are young people because they're ideas people and they're allowed to be creative with their thoughts. And I think, you, you know, yes, you've got a lot of people currently working actually in Scottish football who come from a very creative background, but you've also got people connected to sponsors and to broadcasters or in other sectors of society in Scotland who I'm sure can add a huge amount to it. I would be looking, if I've, you know, if they've not already got it, I'd be looking to form some sort of 
um, you know, young creative working group, um, which brings people in from other organisations. They may not even be based in Scotland, but they may have an interest in being involved that can come up with ideas. But, you know, it's exploring what more can be done with the use of all of the data that's out there now. What more can be done beyond just the traditional broadcasting platforms? You know, whether it be through the actual uh, streaming of games, which I, and I appreciate a new contract has recently been signed with Sky Sports, but is there anything further beyond that on other platforms and what's happening in other territories um, beyond the United Kingdom? Um, the different, different types of uh, platforms that are out there, different forms of digital sponsorship, personal marketing, you know, even taking place in game time, which may be seen as a step too far to some people at the moment. But, you know, anything that is not currently in play should be up for discussion. Building new personalities, making, making the individual players and coaches, making them stars and giving, giving them the opportunity to use every element of technology that's out there to build their profiles in a positive way. Um, increasing the areas of access for broadcasters you know, so that the broadcasters themselves and their commercial partners can, can gain you know, maximum exposure for the league and to keep building the prominence and profile of the league up there and, and, and doing more than other leagues are currently doing. Um, make the use of the digital and social media platforms even more groundbreaking. Um, be radical in how that is approached and be very brave about it. Um, and, and then look at what's already taking place, whether it be in the Premier League or in the EFL at the moment with Sunderland, um, you've got Leeds, you've got Tottenham, you've got Manchester City, but primarily what's happening um, in, in North America and has done for many times with the way that they've used documentaries and worked with companies like Amazon and with Netflix. You know, why can't Scottish clubs be part of that? And give the, the commercial partners as much freedom within, within reason as possible to shape their own campaigns because they're likely to be equally, if not more creative than the people working within the clubs. Uh, the fan engagement piece is absolutely pivotal at this moment, not just because we've been um, during lockdown, not just because we're potentially going to be without crowds inside of our stadiums for a certain period of time, but more importantly, it's building that fan base, building that fan engagement so people really feel connected, inspired, and want to be part of it moving forward. Very good points made there, and I would echo those personally. However, there is a, a sort of an issue that would potentially need to be resolved, and it's something that Scott Dougal has contacted the show to, to ask. He said, I think your ideas are all very good, Adrian, but for this to happen, there has simply to be trust again between the SPFL and its clubs. What steps do you think the game's leaders? needs to take to address that? Well, look, that's not unique to Scottish football. That, that, that can be applied to any organisation, any multi-stakeholder community organisation. And, you know, let, let's not forget that any league is, is, is there to, the executive is there to represent the membership of the clubs. And, you know, we've seen it recently in England, but also in other European countries where, you know, the, the, the clubs themselves have made it very, very obvious that their first priority is to represent their own organisation um, before 
you know, when they're, when they're entering, in, entering into debates with their respective leagues, what I would say is that the more consensus that can be achieved, and I'm not telling anyone how to suck eggs here, this is obvious, and people will already be doing this in the main, I am sure, in Scottish football, by the way, that conversations take place, um, there will be disagreements from time to time, there will be entrenched positions, but there is a need for flexibility and agility in mind processes here. And, and, and at times things have to give a little bit on certain sides to try and achieve uh, the consensus that may be required to move things forward. And I'm not trying to sat, sit here and sound like I'm being naive. I'm aware of many of the issues and many, many of the um, historical positions, but I just think that you have such a, um, a strong uh, strong strong brand and I know that's not really a word that a lot of football fans like but you do have a strong brand in Scottish football but uh, and with all of the history that goes with it as well it's about what can be done more how can you get around the table to be um, engaged with new ideas new concepts that can make commercial partners um, global broadcasters look at Scotland and say wow what they are doing in scotland at this moment in time is absolutely fantastic they're going out of their way to make it really attractive to us as commercial partners and sponsors and we want to be part of that uh, that again thank you for answering that question so honestly and openly in terms of scottish football and the way forward um you, you have given us your views hopefully Hopefully they are. They will be listened to by some of the stakeholders um, with this podcast. Um, in terms of Scottish football, the last question I've got for you, Jean, you talked about the historic clubs, the the young players that we've got coming through. In terms of the next ten years, obvious question, but if if we can get the the communication side right, we can get the partnership side right, and sell the game correctly. Do you think we could see? an era of Scottish football where we're back on the up. Not saying we're going to get to the levels of the 80s with the Soonuses, the Gleesh, that's not what I'm saying at all. But do you think if we make these steps that you've said in, in partnership with having the, the good young players coming through, that we could see a really, a really healthy era of Scottish football? Well, why not? That's got to be the aspiration. When, you know, why can't Scottish football be a successful league with great... Um, success on the pitch both domestically you know and, and look um, why, why can't the bigger clubs in Scotland be competitive in Europe we've seen actually in recent years you know Celtic have had some great runs in the Champions League some, in, some incredible performances and victories you know reaching but both Celtic and Rangers have reached the uh, UEFA or Europa League Cup final in the last 20 years you know, why can't they do that again? Why can't we see a resurgence in Europe of those clubs that in the 80s did so well? You know, Aberdeen, Dundee United. Um, you know, why can't Hearts and Hibs, capital city clubs that have great support, the Dundees of this world, Motherwell, who've really come to the fore in recent times, you know, why can't they step forward? Scottish football produces players. We're seeing that in the Premier League now. Look, in, in Andrew Robertson, you've got one of the best left-backs in Europe. So, 
you know, again, what what's stopping this occurring? It would be, you know, one of the aspirations for Scottish football has to be a successful league system that's supported um, by, you know, a successful and well financially supported and organised um, grassroots um, pillar of the game. But you also need to see the national team, com- you know, competing on the biggest stage. And by that, I mean qualifying for major major finals tournaments again because like you said I grew up in the 70s and 80s and I was just for me Scotland being at major finals was just the norm for me I know that hadn't necessarily always been the case prior to it but Scotland's always produced great players and I think it's about what what there's no reason on earth when you look at such countries of a similar size with countries you know why why can't the, the, the Scottish game compete with the Dutch game or the Belgian game or any of the Scandinavian countries, why can't it compete with Portugal? You know, that's just as immediate examples. It can really punch its weight and it should be ensuring that is, it, I keep saying this, it's as attractive as possible to everybody out there. And it's, it is important that people do talk it up because there's, a, there's so much to talk about. Absolutely. Um, and as I say, thank you for your time today. I'm really looking forward to sharing this because as I say, and I'm not just saying this because you're on today, from those tweets yesterday, so many people saying, I want to hear more about this. I want some more depth to it. And that's why I was delighted to make sure um, that you came on. Thanks for sharing those ideas. And hopefully some of them can come to fruition very soon, um, whether in its current form, the, the structure we've got at the moment or through some reform which which may be around the corner, who knows. Thanks Callum, it's my pleasure.